Welcome to Next Big Watt Radio, where one of India's longest-running media platforms documenting startups, technology, product, and digital transformation. We bring multiple lenses to entrepreneurship, scaling businesses, mindfulness, and much more. Our mission and mantra is singular: build, grow, repeat. Welcome to Unplugged Flashback on Next Big Watt Radio. In the second and concluding part of this Unplugged Flashback episode, you will hear Nitin Kamat, the founder of Zerodha, share the story of how he went from being a makeshift online broker for private clients to starting an online trading revolution. This is going to be my IP and etc. Right. So, uh, so yeah. So I went uh, to Wall Street. I, I mean, randomly I went there, you know, and I caught up with the guys from E Trade and Ameritrade and 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 whatnot. And I said. do you guys have the platforms built why don't you bring it down to india and you can be like a strategic investor in the business i don't need the money right but at least bring the platforms and you know i i can save time in building the platforms out here right so uh, people talked about giving money but no one really talked about bringing technology you know so it didn't really make sense to take money then you know so uh, so what happened uh, was i came back um i came back and uh, one of those things uh, about my life has been that um i've been told to go get a real job throughout my life right because uh, trading etc is not really considered like a cool thing to be doing right i mean and especially for a brahmin guy from bangalore you know um you know where you know all your family is done iits and recs and working in software companies you know so right so uh and and then i realized as a as a business you know when i went out there to try try hiring tech guys I mean their parents were also saying the same thing don't go near stock markets right as you know so don't don't go you know do things around broking uh, businesses and brokerage business is also called uh, I mean is essentially dalali right I mean it's not a it's not got a cool ring to it so uh, I mean so yeah so the big challenge for me right from the start had been to kind of attract good talent uh, to what we do right? especially the tech talent you know so uh so thankfully you know around 2013 uh, i met kalash uh, who had said technology you know so he he had come to india to do a startup and uh, i was supposed to bankroll the startup and the startup didn't fly we kind of hit off and then uh, uh, i somehow managed to convince him saying you know there's a mother of all bull market waiting to happen in india and why don't you come join let's build you know some technology together right and uh, uh, so once he came on board you know uh, Uh, so he is one of those the geeky tech guys you know a lot of products built for the love of it and not for the money and so we could actually build a good technology team around him uh so around 2014 uh 15 is when we actually uh, put out our first product out uh and uh and then you know it was essentially the last few years has been like like actually a tech play you know so you know so we are continuously building better platforms and better user experiences uh 2015 um, i i mean i had also you know one of those things uh, i kind of realized quite early in this uh, business is that uh, is that you know at some point we're going to become like a big fish in a small pond uh, because you know there are only 30 lakh indians out there investing in the markets you know how how much of this can you be right so so it was important that we i i figure some way to actually grow the market itself so i uh, i kind of started investing into businesses which um, so whatever money was made from the business and we were taking out and plowing back into businesses which potentially could help you know kind of grow the ecosystem itself so the first one which i had done was in a company called trade lab you know which uh, a bunch of iit kgp boys um, uh, so they built our first desktop platform for us you know the desktop trading app 
so you know this was in sometime in 2014 and you know when we so this first platform that came and suddenly said okay here's a broker who's low cost who's transparent good guys running it and it also probably has a little better user experience in the competition right so that suddenly gave us you know a, a little more you know boost as a business uh, then in 2015 you know like uh, what trade lab built is was was a desktop trading application which is like a software exe based uh, uh, but we kind of knew that you know the world is moving to web uh, so our in house team actually put our first uh, web based platform uh, called uh, kite uh, in 2015 uh, when we built kite we uh, we kind of took a very different approach to building it uh, like you know uh, i don't know how many of you invested in the markets but if you have invested if you invested through a platform the platform is usually you know to make the platform look advanced you you tend to clutter the platform right give so many features that it looks advanced right but I mean I can tell you by experience that 99% of those features are never used right so we took a different approach we said let's let's just put up, put things out there that we think is useful for people and then just cut out all the noise right so uh, I still remember when I went to exchanges for approval of this uh, front end you know the kite front end approval they said dude why is it so white you know because all they had seen was you know until then all the platforms you know would be those black you know boxes with a lot of blinking red greens and all of that right so they are like dude you know why is the platform like this you know so uh so i think you know what also this this platform did now kite for us was you know it made onboarding people easier right you know it was it was a lot more simpler for, than the uh, earlier traditional platforms uh in 2015 december after the launch of kite etc you know um uh, it you know me and k were actually going to a press conference in uh, cochin uh, our flight got delayed um and then i had this whole brain wave at the airport that we should go zero brokerage on our equity delivery trades you know so uh, you know we we ch we charge a flat fee of 20 rupees per trade um and then uh what had happened by then was you know a lot of you know we were attracting a lot of trade in community you know people who do fno trades etc the investing community was still not looking at us the investing community essentially 99% of the people out there right so they were like you know they, they didn't really find anything uh, you know uh, like they we never were actually part of their attention you know so so you know i had to do something to kind of go after that crowd as well right i mean the investing crowd potentially is all of you here right i don't think you know other than the person from bombay i don't think anyone else has done fno trade here right so okay two people right so uh so so we knew that you know we need to have a product out there and be relevant to people like a, like more like masses uh so so what we did was we uh, we dropped a brokerage the 20 rupees per trade that we were charging to uh, zero on equity investing with us uh the whole idea was to kind of go attract uh people um it, i think the first time in in my life something actually went viral as a business right uh because uh, you know there's not a lot of distance between 20 and 0 right i mean it's it's i don't know it's like half a tender coconut today right i mean but <laughs> so but then uh people somehow you know caught fancy that it's zero right it, there's no cost to trade right and uh virality in our business is 100 people retweeted okay it's not a million because you know there's so few people actually tracking the markets but but uh what happened uh, from 2015 december onwards is is essentially people started talking about us uh, about the low cost about the zero brokerage thing when people came to us they actually looked at the platform they liked the platform and then they started talking about the platform right so so that transition suddenly happened right? so i could suddenly get 5000 people to come open account with me look at my platform and go talk about it to 50000 other people right so 
Uh, about our business, uh, I don't know if any of you know, I haven't sp I spent uh, zero rupees on advertisement till date. Right? I haven't put a Google AdWord campaign till date. Uh, I'm an online guy, you know, so uh, we are at 330,000 clients as of today, you know, so um, 330,000 clients were, um, you know, out of which I think 280,000 clients have given me a copy of PAN card, signed 25-page document, all of that. 50,000 guys, thanks to Digio, you know, has, you know, has e-signed using Aadhaar. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so, so uh, this whole, you know, this whole word of mouth thing really, really kicked in for us. Uh, December 2015, I was at 60,000 clients. Uh, today, I'm at, as I said, you know, at 330,000 clients. You know, so that that real transition happened over the last one and a half years. Uh, uh, now we are adding. A, 30,000 new accounts a month. Um, one of the, one of, you know, even though stock markets are all-time highs right now, uh, I think the challenge I've kind of realized is that uh, for the business, is the markets are still not growing. You know, I mean, I don't know how many of you invested directly because the stock markets are at all-time high, right? Because I think what has happened in India is this: there's been this mega bull market in the real estate thing, right? So everyone's sucked into it. Uh, you know, everyone's got an EMI, you know, going on. So I don't think you know people are actually have the bandwidth to say. Uh, let me stop the, um, like, oh, go and put some extra money into the stock markets, right? So, uh, so yeah, so over the, over the last one, one and a half years, so uh, we also did a lot of investment. So we, we run a, a, like a fintech incubator of sorts. When I say incubator, we don't really, uh, you know, do any PowerPoint presentation asking how to, you know, make pitches and et cetera. We actually sit with uh, the guys who are trying to build use, user experiences around, uh, you know, around how to get new people to come invest in the stock markets in India. So, uh, so yeah, so um, uh, 2015 December was uh, that, and uh, two months back, you know, I mean, I think, I think we just did another small little disruptive thing as a business, which is uh, we were the first brokers in India to go direct mutual funds. Uh, so what happened was uh, now our audience was, uh, was 30 lakh people who directly invest in the markets. Now. A easy way for me to kind of broaden that audience was was to kind of say, how do I go after the next low-hanging fruit, which is people who invest in the mutual funds? I'm sure a lot of you do here, right? So, uh, in mutual funds, what happens is when you buy mutual funds through a distributor. I mean, most people, 93% of people in India buy mutual funds through a distributor today, right? So when you buy through a distributor, the distributor is earning a commission from you. Right, uh, the commission can be anything between one percent upfront and up to one percent trail every year for as long as you're invested. You know, so so potentially, if you buy a mutual fund through a distributor, hold on to it for, say, ten years. You know, you could have lost a significant amount of money through commissions to this distributor who had sold you the fund. Right, so both mutual funds and insurance. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, you know, uh, if not us directly, I'm sure our parents had uh, gotten us to buy some LIC policies. You know, uh, you know, so which is, which is again like a beautiful product for commissions to be made by the distributor who sells them, right? So, uh, so what we did with our direct mutual fund platform is that we, the first time we come out there and we are seeing that there is no distributor commission I earn out of it, right? So all I earn is what I charge you for using my platform. Uh, so there is no trail, etc., that we earn as a business. So. Uh, we just went live two months back. I mean, I think we are at 100 crores AUM on that. You know, so we've, uh, people have come invested uh, 100 crores worth uh, of their uh, mutual fund investment through that. You know, so, so yeah, so that's that's essentially been the journey. You know, so I mean, um, I think uh, some of the things. You know, I mean, like I was trying to. You know, I thought let me make a presentation. It kind of felt weird to make a presentation about my life. You know, so just I, I don't know if you know I've done enough to actually present myself 
you know, in a, in a bunch of slides. So, so, but some of the things I think that's helped me as a, as a business uh, is, you know, I'd say the first most important thing is this only goddamn thing I've done throughout my life, right? It's not like a problem I suddenly, you know, I was, I was sitting in a coffee shop and just, you know, there was a brainwave that hit me and, and, you know, and then I went to go build that solution for it, right? So, um, I, I did it for 10, 11, 12, I, I think 12 years of my life before I said, let me do a business around it, right? So I think that kind of brought a little bit of edge on the table, right? So uh, one of the very popular VCs, you know, I mean, uh, I had met him second year of my business, you know, so, so when we started the business, the second year, I met him, I don't know how many of you play poker, so we, we both realized we both like poker, you know, and uh, he asked me, uh, Nitin, how does this hand feel like? Right? He said, how does Zerodha's hand feel like? I said, it's ace-queen suited. Like, um, ace-queen suited is a little decent hand to get when you play poker, right? As in, when you get ace-queen suited, you're supposed to bet a little hard, so all the smaller hands fold, right? Otherwise, the smaller hands can catch up to you, right? So, um, so he said, dude, you know, if, if it feels like ace-queen suited, why don't you raise some money, go and put some distance between you and your competition, right? Um, I mean, that was the smartest thing a VC has told me till date because, you know, I actually went back home and I actually thought about it because I would play my poker, you know, by betting hard and I was here trying to build a business, you know, very timid, you know, behind the scene and not spending any money on anything at all. So, but then I kind of realized that uh, doing the same thing for 10, 11, 12 years, I had kind of uh, built a little bit of intelligence around what my competitor's hands are, right? I mean. Right? If I have ace-queen suited and I, I know what my competitor's hands are, you know, I can get away by not betting up front, right? I, I want to suck everyone in too, right? So, I mean, so in the sense, the analogy here was that uh, I think I got away bootstrapping this business because I had done it, I had done the same thing for, forever. So there was some other edge I brought on the table, right? Um, other thing I kind of learned is that uh, luck's very important, right? You know, it's... Uh, a lot of people don't really give uh, due credit to it, right? Uh, right place, right time. I mean, it, it actually you know, is, is, is extremely important, you know, because throughout my life I've been told I, I'm a very foolish person, right, from friends and family because I was, I was essentially doing things which, which weren't very uh, in sync with what people around me were doing, right? But suddenly, you know, they call me passionate now, you know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but if you were to ask me, you know, dude, I was doing the same thing, 10 years back what I'm doing today, you know, I mean, I haven't really changed any, any, any way in life, you know, so, but then I think, you know, when you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know, at some time, you know, luck's gonna come smile at you, right, so, you know, so, uh, so, so that's what happened to me in 2010, other thing, you know, right place, right time, etc., 2010 was probably the worst time to start a business, I have never read a business book in my life, I've never, uh, you know, I've, I mean, I've never made a presentation in my life, you know, so I've not really ever made a business plan around what I'm going to be doing as a business. So I'm an outlier in that sense, you know, so, uh, but then, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's like, for example, you know, if thinking about it, uh, if I had thought about it so much, I don't think I would have started a business in 2010, right? Because it was like the worst period. I mean, like everyone's shutting shop. India Bulls, India Bulls was trying to do something else. India Infoline was trying to do something else. ICSC was trying to do something else. And all my competitors are essentially trying to get out. And I was thinking, you know, there's a business to be built around this. Right? So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, uh, second important thing is that. Uh, third most important thing, you know, I mean, I'm sounding a little Guruji kinds, but yeah. So, the third most important thing which I've learned by trading in my life, right, as a, 
Uh, think about trading in your uh, trading, right? Uh, um, you know, when you, I mean, it also happens with poker, anything, you know, anything where, uh, you know, you take bets and you expect a return out of it. I think I've realized as a trader, and I've realized this after going bust three, four, t three times, you know, like two and a half times, you know, uh, a half time because I had some money left in the bank, right? But uh, what I've realized is that you cannot chase money, right? Uh, you know, this whole rupee target, you know, is usually what comes back to hit you, right? Because in trading, it's even more, uh, you know, it, it's even more uh, real in a sense. If I go, say I'm trading the markets today and I say I want to make, say, 10,000 rupees today, right? If I start trading with that in my mind, you know, I will compromise on everything else I do to, to actually get to that, right? Uh, so I think that little bit of skill set came through by trading for 10, 11, 12 years to say that, dude, don't think about the money, you know, how much money you make at the end of it. Do, do the right things and hopefully money will follow you, you know. So, uh, like my uncle says, you know, he's got this funny thing he keeps saying, you know, like, uh, Lord Lakshmi sits on a lotus, you know, so you cannot swim towards it because the lotus moves away from, you know, from you, you know, if you try swimming and chasing down lotus, right, you have to stand there and hope she comes to you, you know, so, right. And uh, another thing that uh, I've learned generally uh, uh, from, I think, you know, um, from whatever I've done till now is that what's really, really worked for me is I, even, even till date, I spend between two to three hours answering my blog post uh, and a couple of other online initiatives I have. It gives extreme amounts of market intel just to be, you know, interacting with your client on a regular basis. You know, I, I have a team of five people who do our social media, but, but this, this, there is this thing called Z Connect, this thing called Trading Q&A, and there's this thing called Varsity, you know, the three online initiatives that we have. And uh, uh, so yeah, so uh, spending time on that two to three hours every day. I mean, there are times you know, on, a, on, a, on a Saturday I, you know, I'm extremely smashed, and you know, Sunday morning at 4 a.m. I'm answering. So my team gets psyched. You know, they're like, "Dude, what's wrong with you?" Right? As in, uh, but then it's just become such a habit, you know, that I cannot. You know, I cannot like like uh, some of the guys in the office say that Nathan, you shouldn't go out and answer because you know you're unnecessarily putting your bandwidth into something. You could, you know, you could use that time to do some other good things for the business, but, but I think, you know, like, uh, some of them disagree, but I think a lot of credit goes in the fact that I do that, you know, uh, because the business intelligent build and, and the fact that, you know, see, as I said, you know, my business is a little different, right? Uh, here, people trust us with their money, you know, so it's important to have the credibility piece going as well. So, um, so yeah, so these, these essentially are a few things that I think has helped me. Uh, to take the business where we are at today. And uh, the challenge, as I said, you know, for us as a business is, um, is the market is small, right? Uh, if, you know, in a, in a third, like today, you know, in terms of trading turnovers, in terms of number of new client additions, et cetera, et cetera, we are bigger than the ICICS of the world today, right? But, but the challenge of the market itself is, is a 30, 35 lakh market, you know? So, so yeah, so uh, what we did, as I said, you know, I mean, uh, we are working at startups today to figure ways out to get new people to come invest uh, in the stock markets. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unplugged Flashback on Next Big Watt Radio. Do check out our other content that is sure to give you some actionable insights. Make sure to follow us and do share with friends if you enjoyed this. And hey, find out when the next Unplugged conference is happening by visiting nextbigwatt.com slash unplugged.